Welcome. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Trace. And let's talk spats. Amateur Hour. All right. We're jumping right in, but we're mixing things up been eight episodes and boy oh boy are we glad to be here now normally if you've listened to our other episodes you know that the weekly highs started off we love to get those positive vibes going love to talk about the good things going on in our lives as well as the sports world but uh we're gonna do a little bit of a flip-flop here now the lows are gonna be starting it off treyas what have you got for us (laughs) the lows Yo, let's let's break some monotony over here, right? Um, start with the start with the lows, and I've been doing the same stuff for eight weeks. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Speaking of um, weeks of the same stuff, my first low, the personal low, is the freaking weather in New England right now. Um, <sighs> is god awful. That like, tr- I do not suggest driving in this weather. Um, no. Th- in no. in general, the snow has been, it's just, like, coming at the worst times, like, in the evenings when you know it's not going to get cleaned fast enough. <laughs> or it just stays for too long. Like, you know, uh-huh. like, like an unwelcome guest. Um, hey, you, so- snow, get out of here. <laughs> Can I some sugar? Like, no. <laughs> I've already fed you. I've already <laughs> I cleaned up after you. It's that roommate that's, or not roommate, but that like roommate's friend that sleeps on your couch for like a week, and you're like, all right, yeah, shouldn't you be somewhere? <laughs> you're looking at, you're always like, like pulling down your sleeve to look at the imaginary watch to see, like, <laughs> all right, uh, maybe he'll see me look at my watch and then get the go. hit. <laughs> but but this is the roommate, or this is the roommate's friend that does not get the hint. So you're like, no, hey, no, that's yeah. crazy. How's your uh, dorm room doing? Like, shouldn't you be there? Oh, man, aren't your <laughs> friends worried about you? Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> hey, you guys got any more uh, checks mix? <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> He's like, that's the last time he takes my checks mix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this weather. Ugh, it's really gross. bad. It's really, it's I mean, gross. enter seasonal depression, stage left. It's uh, when it's been snowing, like you said, for like, Two weeks, and then before that, it was like another two weeks of straight snow and sleet and mush and slush. It's not. It's not fun. It's no, not fun for dude, anybody. I can't, really. I can't drive. Like I just sometimes you just want to drive, right? And it's just like downs your vibe. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please, I just want to get out of the house. Let me drive around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, where where we're from, there's not really like a lot. We're not from the mm. the same towns, but we're in the same like you know county <laughs> general area. Yeah. When there's nothing to do, which that happens a lot, there's nothing to do around here. Going for a drive is very, very relaxing. It's a great way. Yeah. It makes me feel like more creative, motivated, and doing all that stuff. I agree. Shout out to the roads, man. <laughs> Grab some Dunkin' Ice and then just go. <laughs> uh, absolutely. My sports law, right? I want to I wanna start the obituary for the tenure of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia today. That ended. And oh. it's very, it's very, it's very sad because you saw, you saw the potential of this guy and he got injured and you said like after 13 games, wow, like this guy is probably going to be MVP in 2017. And you were like, holy crap. Like this guy is like playing incredible. Like he has almost 30 touchdowns. He's going to like the touchdown to interception ratio is crazy. And then he gets injured, horrible leg injury. The rehab doesn't like go as planned because he comes back and he's not he's not the same mm. and then philadelphia is not putting him in the, the best positions and then his quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator is gone and now he's you know kind of getting a little more petty and saying like you know i wish i had more playing time and i wish the snaps are better and i wish the play calling was better and all this stuff and this is just i just went from really bright to really ugly really fast and yeah i still i still think the guy has hope especially considering he's going back to the same guy frank reich who helped him become an mvp candidate that year Frank close to it. yeah so i'm i'm still hopeful for him even though a lot of people have gotten off the bandwagon 
Oh. And I can I can see why. I can see why. It's like I didn't I, I I'm actually surprised there are still people who are rooting for him. He didn't even he wasn't even there in the one Super Bowl that they won. Yeah. So that's that's tough. But I think I think he played well enough during that year that you can see like, all right, this guy's young enough. Yeah, he was overpaid. Yeah, he may be like this one trick pony and like can only work with this one guy. But if he can work, like it doesn't matter. Like he we're not at they're not asking him to be like a Hall of Famer and he can go anywhere like Tom Brady and win, right? But it's just like, can he do something? And I think the Colts took a shot and said, hey, our guy is out the door. Right. The asking price is okay. Let's figure it out and let's see if he can he can be back to, I'd say if he can be back to like 80%, 85%, the Colts are a playoff team. So um, Really? Okay. I mean, yeah. that's... Uh... I think so. They have yeah. the weapons. They have the weapons. They have they the do. wide receivers. They, do. They, they have great running backs. Oh, they have superb running back and then their defense is great like their defense is really good so yeah. i think all they need is the guy that can do what phil if he can do exactly what philip rivers did they're in the playoffs right but so if he can be a little better now you're talking now you're like oh let's let's see if we can win a round or two right but that's if he that's if he performs like you're hypothetically expecting him to right personally i think there's a lot of doubt the dark side is strong with this one just, there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, he doesn't wow me, Shrey. I, I mean, like, yes, he had, you know, he his did moments. that year though. He he, like, if you watched him, in how long ago was that? that? So that's twenty seventeen. Uh, it's twenty seventeen twenty one. Yeah, so it's two. It's like a little more than two and a half years at this point. Yeah, that's a right. In this past year, he was <laughs> he was huh. he was dark crap. Yeah, no, there's no way. He, was, he, no did, way he did not play. He did not. He did not play like his almost MVP self. Like he was yeah. very, very, yeah. It just, he was very poor. So I, I don't have a lot of expectation or hope for him. I mean, you know, Indiana, if you can get your stuff together and make a playoff run, that'd be great for you. But I don't know if you're going to do it with this guy. I know, I know we, we're like in sports, we're mostly like, oh, what have you done for me lately? But I think <laughs> it's like, and it is, and it makes sense because it's like, Hey, like, yeah, if you do something two years ago and you're not able to replicate it year after year, the consistency isn't enough to say you can do it the next year. But I think there should be some hope in that he's back with the same guy that'll put him in the best position to win because he knows how to win with this guy. So I think it's like, I think, I think there should be some hope. And I like doing what Philip Rivers did last year, as long as he can stay healthy. Like, if he's not healthy, then screw it. This whole, my whole hope is in shambles. If he can Wrong. do, Wrong. if he can do what Philip Rivers did last year, like it's not that's not tall. That's not a, really a tall ass. It's not a Phillip tall Rivers order, was, right? Philip Rivers was great last year. They made it to the first round. They almost won. So I yeah, think Trez almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So, <laughs> like realistically, like yeah, I, I get it. I don't know. You know what I mean? I but my low is that it ended so sour with Philly, and that he had to, and he's a number two overall pick. And it ended so sour that they literally said, screw it. We're, <laughs> we're trading you for a conditional second and a third. Like, which is not the worst get, but it's still like, we have no use for you. Like kind of thing. And it's just like, wow. It's kind of shocking that it got this bad. Yeah. Well, as we know of Boston and Philly fans, and regardless of the sport, when somebody leaves their team, the fan base hates that player. Oh, for sure. Regardless, and even if things didn't end bad last year, two years ago, Al Horford when he left, mm-hmm. like he's just like, hey, like he literally said, he's like, hey, I got, I need to look look for the most money. I need to feed my family. He's like, I'm going to Philly. Everybody in Boston, no, oh, screw you, Horford. We never liked you. You were awful. You know all that stuff. Yeah, he was really bad on Philly, and he's doing all right in OKC. But yeah, he's actually doing much better now that he's left OKC. I mean, left uh, Philly. Left Philly, right. I know his wife had a lot of really bad stuff to say about Philly, but that's oh yeah, <laughs> that's not our focus. It's just like for us, I, I don't know. I think it's because maybe we get so like even if Marcus Smart were to leave Boston Celtics, I would wager that people would still be like, no, I don't know. I, you. I don't know. Hey, that's a wager. That's that's a wager. That's it's a, a wager. wager. You think? I mean, okay. So I'm I wouldn't if doubt for left. a second. I left. wouldn't doubt for a second that people there are people that would do that, but I don't think that would be the general consensus if that's what you're trying to say. Okay. Okay. There are people, dude. There's so many crazy Haters. people here that will just hate anything that's not their own. 
You know what I mean? Like I know, and I told myself before we recorded this, I like we're not we're not going to talk about the Celtics. But the amount of I know that we're really not good right now. But the amount of hate that certain players are getting on our on the Celtics, I think is a little unwarranted. People are saying trade Jeff Teague, trade Grant Williams, trade Kemba. I can agree with you. Wouldn't trade Jeff Teague? No. Why wouldn't you trade Jeff Trace. Teague? He's not working. Trace. He has zero value. He has no value. Oh, yeah. I don't even think there's a point in doing a trade. I think he has negative value staying on the team, honestly, if you're asking me. He has been you think he's that? awful. I yeah, don't think he that he's everything that he's cracked he up to be. But No. I think how, did he start, than- how did he start the year so hot? How did he start the year shooting like some nice threes, making some nice passes, taking some questionable floaters, but not being really that bad? I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a... Like, it's not like people are targeting him and he's been figured out. I, I don't know. We can't handle a cold streak on our bench. We can't. Like, he's like, someone's got to be consistent. Well, there's, it's not even a cold. Like, our bench is, is frozen. They've been put in the <laughs> freezer for 82 months. And <laughs> you open it up and you're like, oh, it's a dead cat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it. Okay, but do you think that we should get rid of Grant Williams? I mean. No, that's rude. That's rude. He's a second year. It depends on the, it depends on the thing. Like, like, who are we getting? Your silence speaks volumes. I think Grant Williams has more trade value than Jeff Teague does. Okay, but who are we getting? Dude, same thing I with think... Kemba. Nobody's going to take Kemba. Yeah. He's been shopped around. Nobody wants him. To my to my point, while the players have not been playing like we think, they're still good people. They're still good basketball players. If you tried to one-on-one any of these guys, they would absolutely cook your ass. Okay, that's from our perspective. Though. But in We're an like, NBA perspective, it's like, a competition. No, I know. I know. I just – I'm more apt to, like, blame the coach and the system and – maybe how our chemistry and our roster and our rotations than yeah. the individual players, because I've still seen all these guys get hot. Well, I can't blame the player, but like if they're part of the system and the roster that Danny has constructed is not worked, why wouldn't you switch it up? Because I honestly, everyone is tradable on this team except for Brown and Tatum. But again, those are the only people that other teams want. So correct. Like- correct. So, I, but if Danny is as cracked up as he is, like, is like, is as a trader sleepy it's sleepy age yeah forget about all the joe biden slander sleepy joe it's sleepy age this <laughs> dude is sleepy yeah oh the, the, past couple, the past couple trade deadlines and off seasons nothing like, ugh, have been he, he's, really he's got his thumb in his mouth he's got a lullaby playing in the background he's tucked up to his chinny chin chin and nothing happens unless we're getting rid of Ennis Cantor for more picks i know we touched upon it i think two episodes ago but that made me upset because he's balling out in portland right now and great for portland i think yeah given the opportunity he always plays well he also wanted to be in boston and when people slander his defense i think that's atrocious oh oh his pick and roll isn't good that's just a narrative if you actually watch him he's a big body he's moved he he every year he's improved his athleticism and his agility he can move yeah. his feet pretty good now and on the offensive end oh i want that he can't shoot but the way that he plays inside, he, the way he watches those rebounds come off the glass, yeah. he in some ways reminds me of Dennis Rodman, where he just find the ball when it comes off, get it to the right person, or score underneath. He's he's a, he's a suction cup on the offensive glass. He's really, <laughs> yeah. he's really <laughs> he really siphons up those rebounds. He had a twenty-one rebound game the yeah. other day, and I was like, yeah. I don't know yet. And we that. traded that for two second rounds. Unreal. That we will probably end up juicing for like RJ Hampton Jr. and like whatever. Danny Ainge Jr. Yeah. yeah. Another Jr. Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not talking about the Celtics. We're yeah, done. Yeah. No, no yeah, more. We're done. We're done. We're right. No more. No, no more. Is this, no is, this enough, is this enough negativity? I think I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so we're going to go on to the highs. The weekly highs. I'm going to do my personal first. We're really just, we're in the bag right now. We're mixing it up. We're in the, we're in the kitchen. I got a pot in front of me. <laughs> chef in it, chef in it. My personal high is that, you know how you can like fix your teeth without getting braces? Like Invisalign or. Yes, exactly. Like Invisible aligners. Or... Yeah. All that, all that stuff. I did one of those and it finally came in and I'm wearing them oh. right now. So I'm uh-huh. super excited to get my teeth fixed, which is fantastic. So I, I do actually apologize if some of my S's, and T's are th- sort of sounding like this. My teeth also hurt 
really bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, it's a piece of plastic. Shouldn't really be doing that much. Do they like send in, send you a mold or whatever, and then you send it back and then? Exactly. I put a couple impressions in my top and my bottom, took a couple pictures, send it in. $1,000 later, we're getting new teeth. But it is, is it a lot cheaper. Much? It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's cheaper than getting braces. It's nice. And I'm excited. So that is my personal high. Oh, okay. I never, I never knew you had a. Well, I never knew you had a an issue with your teeth. I, I thought you, I thought your teeth looked fine. <laughs> I'm not staring at your mouth every day, but I thought they looked okay. <laughs> You're like, look at you, know, Trace. What are you doing? You're like, oh, just your 21 and 22 are just rotated in like 30 <laughs> degrees to the wrong way. Your premolars don't look good. I just, sorry. <laughs> I could have been a dentist. <laughs> hey, shout out to everybody in dental school right now. That stuff oh, yeah. is hard. Yeah, it's just also shout out, shout out to dentists with everything going on right now. The fact that you guys have like done taken a lot of like safety precautions and still been able to stay open. Whew, mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to doctors. Shout out to healthcare professionals. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. This video is not sponsored by healthcare professionals, but we just love them anyway. So my uh, weekly high for sports is Bradley Beal. He got his credit where credit was due for so long. Finally, he's now an all star. Not only an all-star, but an all-star starter, which is so awesome. I'm I'm so happy for him. I mean, he deserved it. Even though his team wasn't winning for a little while, they're still doing just okay. But dropping 40 points almost every night, hooping, and, and just the way that he did it too, without a doubt, an all-star. Yeah, I agree. Snubbed last year, I would say. Oh, he was, yeah. The fact that he didn't even make it as a reserve last year, and I'm not sure off the top of my head, um, if there were replacements based on injuries, but the fact that if there were, he would he didn't make it in that reason as well is insane. Right. Like right. he averaged like twenty nine a game. Like you gotta get it, even no matter the team. If you're close to like if you're a top three scorer, like please, <laughs> that's tough. You gotta get it. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So Shreyas, actually, how do you feel about the All Star starters, both East and West? So if it were if it were up to me, I think I think they were I think the West was fine. I had the West the way it was. I think I okay. um I really thought that it would have been Curry and Lillard instead of Curry and Doncic. A lot of people were saying Lillard, Doncic coming off the bench. As a yeah, yeah, and I and I just think it's because I know like this is kind of contradictory to Beal, but because their their team is also not winning. But I think. Luca had a decently slow start. Has been picked up, like picking it up, and he's now playing at a, obviously an all-star level. It's just that I think with what Damian Lillard has right now, he's doing more for his team to win than Luca is doing to keep his team in it. Which they may or may not lose the game, even if he scores forty. Like uh, Lillard, he's okay. scoring fifty, and they're winning like the, like most of the time like obviously i don't have this the stats in front of me or the the games played in front of me where he scored 45 or 50 but he had a game yesterday or the other mm-hmm. day where he scored what was it 43 and 16 he had 16 assists 16 and I, like, and I was like i was like i didn't know he had that in apparently that was also uh he tied his career high so he did it once before but i was like wow like and they won too so i was like this is this is special what he's doing right now so i really want to reward him playing as well as he is without McCollum, without Nurkic. Uh-huh. And Doncic obviously has Porzingis back, and the team is kind of in the middle where they, I felt, should have been on the top half if they had both of them. So do you, do you not think that Luka makes his team better at all? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying, oh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying okay, I, think, okay. I think what Lillard has done in the first half of the season has been a little bit more impressive than what Doncic has done should have warranted a starter, but obviously it's a mix of your own personal stats in in conjunction with what you do for a team. Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's what okay. I think. I, I think. I think how 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 has the team been doing? What is the team kind of the the makeup right now? How are you performing? And I, f- I mm. feel like if you're not that top tier team, like if you're not a LeBron, where you got to make it every year kind of thing. Like that's right, what you're right. looking for. Like with the guys that are almost going to get like on the verge. Right. Well, the Mavs, I got to say the Mavs last year did give the Clippers a pretty good run in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and he played phenomenal in that series without Porzingis with his game winner. Yeah, I, I agree. And well, I mean, now that Porzingis is back, he, he really does change up how the Mavs play with the addition of a seven, three stretch four. Yeah. You know, the way that they run the ball, 
who they pass it to, who they're finding open shots. I did watch the Mavs Portland game the other day. Super fun to watch. Watch oh, yeah. to watch Dame and Luca duel it out. Oh, yeah, Portland has great. a good team. Portland has a very good team. All they needed was Covington to play well. He was awful for that first part of the year. And now he's like kind of picking up. He had a six block game the other day. I saw that. Yeah. Yep. Like, like if his defense can play up to what it was in Houston and Philadelphia, like that's massive. Oh, he will. He, he will. He he's Rocco is one of my sneaky favorite players. I would like him on my team, to be honest. Oh, for Rob, sure. He doesn't contribute everything. He's not going to be a top scorer on the offensive end. Yeah. He can hit the three. He can hit it inside. And yeah. his defense is ah oh, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You love to see it. Six blocks and you're a six six forward guard. Yeah. Wow. That's that's impressive. I mean, a lot of people were doubting too with McCollum out. There is no denying the value that McCollum adds to the Blazers. Oh uh, yeah. But Gary Trent Jr. stepped up big time. Derek Jones Jr. has been playing pretty well. Yeah. And of yeah. course you have Dame and his canter, as we mentioned before, is balling out. They have they have some pretty solid assets. Simons has had some good games. Like Oh, and for Nee, he can hit the three like nobody's business yeah oh my goodness he's wicked good yep i think this is good for the team to get like their bench players more run when uh mccollum is out because it's just gonna help them in the playoff run huh that that's uh (laughs) brad stevens take notes (laughs) it's a head scratching (laughs) it's a head scratching how are we gonna get through this one (laughs) do we bench players that we've had on the roster for two or three years or do we give them some minutes no, nah, I think they'll sit on the bench. Eh, yeah. They'll get better by stewing. <laughs> oh, and then when Neesmith comes in, oh, now he's going to play 27 minutes. Oh, but then the next game, he's going to play eight? All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, same thing with Pritchard sometimes, too. Yeah. He'll come in, play like 26 minutes, basically be a six-man, and then the next game he'll get, yeah, like 12. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, this is an awful. Right. So, yes, Dame could have been a starter. Steph Curry's been balling out. Yeah, he's he's Luke he's has been balling out. His past four games, he's had forty plus points. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's been think, really good. Really, I think that the the choice to start Curry and Doncic is less of a slap and less of a like a. It's not bringing Dame down. It's just a testament to how well Curry and Doncic are doing. That's fair. No, that's fair. It was. It, it would have been a tough choice for me. It would have been almost like a coin flip between Doncic and and Lillard because yeah. they're both playing phenomenally right now. Yeah, um, and, and the chef, the chef is back. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. he's always yep. fun to watch. When he's playing yep. like this, it's just it's just like must watch TV at this point. Yeah, I agree. The other we have LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi. Easy, all all three, all three. I had I had on my list. Yeah, LeBron's thirty six, and he's still thrown down. I, I saw that <laughs> highlight of him when he played the Nets. Yeah, that crazy dunk where he came in from the baseline. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's God. still he, he's still a train. Uh, on co- incoming train. Yeah, get get in the way. If you want to make the next LeBron poster, <laughs> you want to be on that photograph. You can try to jump it. Yeah, be I, the next. You could just imagine like a like an agency. He's like, be the next Jason Terry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be made fun of for the rest of your life? <laughs> Sign up today. <laughs> try to jump in front of LeBron <laughs> or take a charge. It's like a, carnival, it's like a carnival game. <laughs> Who wants to get steamrolled? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about the East? What about the East? Kawhi. Oh, yes, the East. So other see. than Bradley Beal, who is your your I mean, sports Bradley, high? What did you think about the rest? Just want to say, thank God he got it. Embiid, absolutely. Katie, yeah. he's had COVID and been hurt, but when he's playing, he's phenomenal. Team yeah. captain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got the most votes. He got the most votes, people, yeah. People are confident in him. You know, again, when he's playing, he's he's phenomenal. I just, as a fantasy owner with KD on my team, it is tough to see him sit out for a little bit. So uh, mm-hmm. that one kind of hurts. But yeah, I mean, you you can't stop that man. He's he's also one of my favorite basketball players. Just phenomenal. Yeah, when he plays, when he's out there. Giannis, that's an easy. <laughs> You're a team captain last year. You're still putting up insane numbers. The Bucks are not doing as well as I thought they would. They're on a five game skid right now, right? Five game skid. Yeah. It's, I mean, I didn't think that Drew Holiday was that much of a key component. I mean, obviously, he's a big part of their, you know, offense and defense with their like huge acquisition in the offseason to get him to come in hopes to get Giannis to sign the Supermax. But mm-hmm. with him out, wow. It literally, it it's, it's a direct correlation with Drew leaving and them losing. Cause you just lose that defense from the guard. Like, uh huh. 
Middleton is an okay defender, but like yeah. you rely okay. on his, you rely on his offense, right? You rely mm-hmm. on his um, playmaking, playmaking, shooting. and yep. his ability to take someone off the dribble or shoot mm-hmm. over somebody because he's a taller guard. Yep. Or forward. Yep. And then yeah. DiVincenzo has not been what he people thought he was. Like people thought he was gonna take that next step because he was gonna be the starting shooting guard. And we're not really seeing it right now from Dante. He's um, not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad, but he's also but he's like, not, yeah. They gave him the starting job. Like he like I don't know what he's been really doing that's been hyped up as much as what people thought it was gonna be. But holiday is that real thing, is like mm-hmm. clamp down like one of the best guard defenders in the league mm-hmm. and the ability to get and this in this team normally he can get a shot and get 19 a game 19 and 6 but in this right. team if like if he can play really good defense and get 16 and 16 and 6 16 and 7 like that's a massive boon for the bucks and they just lost that now they have mm-hmm. like if you're playing really good guards in the east like trey young and Kyrie and and all these guys like you gotta have someone that can guard them and they don't have it right now yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the Kyrie and the Nets. I still think their defense is kind of lacking. They smoked, yeah. they smoked the Lakers, but you can see some weaknesses. Their I offense agree. is phenomenal. But when it comes playoff time, they have Steve Nash as a head coach. They have the experience of Kyrie, Harden, and KD combined. Yeah. I mean, that just those players alone, that's going to be a tough team to stop. That's going to be a th- tough team to stop. I think that's what they're depending on is um, like – if their if their defense can get a little bit better, like if they yeah. can have a little bit more of a defensive mentality, then it's like no holds barred. They're the best team in the East. Yeah. Um. If, if they not, trade back for Jared Allen, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like I'm sorry, I miss you. <laughs> they're like we can't. They're like oh man, we we can't keep starting Jeff Green or like <laughs> like Uncle like, Jeff Green and DJ. Uh, DJ. Yeah, DJ's um, just and I mean he's still oh man can he still get up there? But you can see he's starting to you know slow down a little bit. He's getting older. Yeah, and like you said, he can't play more than twenty five minutes a game. It's not him anymore. Yeah, he can't do it. He doesn't have the stamina for. I don't know if it's not he doesn't have the stamina, but it's also the body. It's like it wears down for him. And he's had mm-hmm. some injury issues in the past in New York and in Dallas. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't stress him obviously but i think you're going to see them play a smaller lineup for for the time being especially when kd is out but once kd comes back i don't think they're going to really play much center especially in crunch time some people would say that the best defense is a swift and decisive offense i would yeah, if you think about it i mean yeah. if, if james harden Kyrie, and kd are firing on all cylinders and your team is trying to stop them i mean if you just look what one superstar can do to a team take three and if they're sharing the ball like they need to even if you're scoring every time or almost every time the amount of threes that they're going to be able to create the amount of inside drives alley-oops dunks it's going to be tough and it, it'll be it'll be uh you know it'll i think it'll turn into shootout kind of game yeah but they might be able to outscore you every time who do you pick in a shootout if you have the nets and the field like i wouldn't pick the field i'd probably pick the nets considering their shooters yeah yep. um i think I, the oh big- and then you also have joe harris too I mean, oh yeah, we're talking oh, about Joe three. Harris. That's just Joe Harris, team. and I made fun of Jeff Green, but Jeff Green is a solid, <laughs> really solid Jeff bench player. TLC can shoot. Yeah, they have some guys. Cabaret. <laughs> yes, they have some guys. The croissant. <laughs> 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 Even Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Evan Fournier. Nicolas Batum. <laughs> Oh, wow, you, you got all the French really? players on deck. Is that it? There's four, right? Uh, is there anyone on Toronto? Yeah, Tony Parker is gone, so I can't yeah, think of that. Shreyas, he's been retired for quite some time. <laughs> oh, my, my old mind. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling me that Kevin Garnett is no longer in this league? Oh, don't you mean <laughs> What Jarnet? happened to Dave Bing? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Jarnet. <laughs> hey, Kevin Jarnet. Give me that. <laughs> if you're ever feeling down, just look up on YouTube, Kevin Garnett grabbing rebounds. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just him You'll and he, feel yells, better. he yells. Just to like watch his intensity and just to watch him grab boards and like swat the crap yeah, out of people. Yeah, but he blocks people. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he like stares him down too. We just see. All the comments are like, it's like they put the mic on him. <laughs> that is one thing I got to say that I wish there was kind of like two broadcasts for NBA. I wish there was uh, yeah. the uncut version for 
you know, some older put people it on HBO who are looking Max. for that. Yeah. Put on HBO Max. <laughs> There's random like na- nudity in the background. You're like, why is the why is the ref naked? HBO's like, we gotta have a titty quota. <laughs> You've uh, seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> they're like, things have been tough since the Sopranos went out. If it's, uh, <laughs> I wish that there was like that, the uncensored version of basketball, and mm-hmm. then there's the you know, official broadcast for families, older people, children. Yeah. But then there was like the raw. I think a lot of people who, you know, watch sort of cursory NBA games don't realize how much communication there is on the court and how much people talk in between, like, you know, telling your teammates to call out a screen or just communicating and then like talking trash. Right. There's so much that goes on. And there's a lot that I'd like to see. I mean, when you see LeBron start, like, you know, when he puts his hand up to his lips and he starts like mouthing off to somebody, or he just like puts his arms down and just like yells at someone, I would love to hear what they are saying. Oh, yeah. Well, I wish they did that in the bubble, right? Because it wasn't oh, that yeah. a thing that yep. people wanted was like, obviously, but they we're not going to get noise. fans and we're not yep. going to get like, who really cares about music and stuff? So, like, let's get some mics on some players and have that be like a thing. It didn't happen, and I guess why? Because like obviously you're gonna get the unfiltered <laughs> live, right, right. But it would have been nice to just like, cause like you want more, like like you can already hear them anyway. Like might as well amplify a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Get what out of here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Without a your, doubt, just have your kids cover their ears. It'll- All right, Jimmy, we're putting on the adult <laughs> NBA now. <laughs> All right, so there was something that happened a couple days ago. Yes. That has sparked a lot of debate within the NBA, and it's just sort of like a topic in general. It's the double standard between a player requesting a trade and a team deciding to trade a player. Now, the most recent example of this were Draymond's Green's comments after a game where they uh, beat Cleveland by, I think it was 30 points. Andre Drummond is, by the team's decision, being traded. However, he's not playing. They're mm-hmm. sitting him. And they're demanding that he sits while they find somebody to, you know, buy out his contract or take him onto the roster, take a trade, something like that. And Draymond got pretty fired up. Basically, he was saying, he said, when you have a player like James Harden who requests a trade, everybody knew that he was leaving, but he was still demonized by a lot of people. You know, they say, oh, you know, he's toxic. He doesn't want to be here. And, you know, he goes and he goes to his place. Then you have a team that decides that they want to trade a player. That player needs to act professionally and politely until they get traded. And even after that, like they they can't act up or they can't say anything adversely. And the double standard between when a player decides they want to leave and when the team decides they want a player to leave is crazy. I think he made some really good points in it. And just because he brought out that like we we feel the need and I, I feel like as a fan you feel so invested that if someone asks for a trade, right? That you take offense. You take offense because it's not you're, right. you're saying you don't like my team. Yeah. Like I don't yep. understand. Like why wouldn't you like my team? Right. But like from the player standpoint, I think Draymond has done a has done a really good job of this um throughout his career about speaking from the player side. These people have families. Yeah. They- you know, if you just decide, if an NBA team decides to just sit somebody or, or trade them in like the middle of a game, he, he brought up the point about how players will find out at a gas station that they've been traded. They'll find out on social oh, media man. or they'll find out in the middle of a game. The worst one I've seen was um, Derek Rose oh. and how he got a call or he hurt or like he was working out, you know, trying to get back for the next season with the Bulls. And um, with, I guess, no real communication, they call him. He got his his agent called him and said, "Hey, you've been traded." Like they didn't have the, the decency to call him after what he did for that franchise. He basically brought it back from the dead of the the mid two thousands to become a play, perennial playoff team. And he was almost he was an MVP. He was basically one of the faces of the league. And they didn't even have the decency to work out a deal with them. They just traded him to New York. And they have, uh, I don't know, uh, I would suggest watching the video. It's very, like, emotional. He was shooting a documentary at the time, and he got word of the trade, and they had they, the cameras were rolling. So that video is oh, on YouTube. The raw reaction. Yeah, the raw reaction. Like, he's bawling his eyes out. Like, he was like, I can't believe, like, this is happening. It's, like, very surreal right now. Like, and I would, too. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But if... Like the team can say it's bit you know this this game is a business then I don't I don't understand why the players can't either right and right well sorry I don't think I finished the point too is just here's the quote from Draymond 
So a team can come and say, oh, we want to trade that guy. And the guy has to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's, quote, a cancer. He's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue, even though it's the team's decision to do that. And yeah. that is extremely unfair. Now, there's base of fans and, and, and media professionals that say, oh, well, NBA players and, and NFL players and, and professional athletes are getting paid so much money that it really doesn't matter. But at the same time, they're still people, too. They still right. have families and livelihoods, and they might actually really like a location that they stay in. They might have built a network. They might have made some friends. They might have started dating somebody. And then for you to just trade them and then to, you know, again, if they just say, hey, I don't want to be traded or they say something negative and then for you to call them a cancer, whoo, that's yeah. not right. Well, another thing too is like if they don't like the direction the team is going, they should have the right. Because if to say, the G, yeah, if the GM yeah. doesn't like the way, obviously the Kobe Altman, who's the GM of the, the Cavs, didn't like the way the direction was going with Drummond. So he made the decision proactively to say, Hey, Drummond, like, and I guess how it went was that it was a mutual quote unquote decision um, with him and Drummond and the agent that they were going to sit him while they try to find a trade. But if they can proactively do that, why can't Drummond proactively say, Hey, I don't like the direction of the team. I yeah. want to be traded. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it should right. be able to work both ways. And Anthony Davis did the same thing. And he got sat down for the latter half of the season. I think after the All-Star break, he he sat a bunch of games because he asked for the trade. And they, they said, okay, we're not going to pay. We're not going to play you if you're mm -hmm. asking for the trade. Rich Paul, who is his agent, obviously LeBron's agent, uh, was the one that actually got fined because he went out publicly and said that Anthony Davis wanted to be traded. So I think if these guys, meaning the GMs, could say, hey, we want to seat you, like, because we don't think you're in the like in the future plans of the team, we'd rather get value for you now. It's the player's right to say, "Well, I have value now. I want to go to a team that really appreciates my value before I before I get tossed out." It's like who? It's almost like, am I going to quit first or am I going to get fired first? It's kind of like that job scenario. Yeah, right. Again, these people, <laughs> these people are people. Picture that. They should have a right, like you just said. They should have a right to say, "Ah, this team isn't doing well." With Jalen Brown's comments on the Celtics the other day saying, oh man, I'm really frustrated because we fall apart in the fourth quarter. Wouldn't say it's uh, it's outrageous to say that he's kind of frustrated with where the team is at. Maybe yeah. some of the decisions that are being made in the administration. Maybe some of the decisions that are being made by the coaching. But he can't say anything. Yeah, I think, he even said, I think he even said no comment or something, right? To one of the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. In, 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 we talked about trading a while ago and how it can go south, you know, for the public's perception of a player. A player does in some way i suppose have a right to demand a trade it may not be the right thing to do it may not be popular or it may be a little bit messy but for a team i don't know if there's just such a lack of communication where like players are finding out that they're being traded without yeah, being told bad. directly by the team that's that's messed up like harrison barnes being traded in the middle of a game that was bad that that's was really bad really that's bad. bad that's so that's so it just shows such a lack of respect as a result of lack of communication so do you think the team should be held accountable for that? I don't know. I I don't know how you would be because I feel like everything that the team would get would be a slap on the wrist compared to how the player is being treated. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like if you like whatever you did to the team, say you find them, right? Then you have the thing as like, oh, they gonna find fifteen k. Like, but if <laughs> the player gets fined fifteen k, like it's worth more. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. Like depending on the player, right? But right. But yeah, Draymond brought the Harrison Barnes thing up. He also brought up Demarcus Cousins finding out that he was getting traded during an interview, interview yeah. of the during the All Star game. Like he's having fun, and then he figures out that he's getting traded. Yep. And it's just like I don't know. I just I just feel like there should be a level of decency that comes from the management standpoint and just professionalism, right? And that's what Draymond mm -hmm. was talking about. If the player has to be professional, then the team has to be professional. Sometimes the corporate America doesn't really get the professionalism part. As you can see, when the normal civilian tries to apply for the job, <laughs> you try to apply for a job and then you may or may not get a response back, right? It's just like, there's really no human touch to it anymore. It's almost like if business nowadays means cold and distant and why does that have to be with businesses? So it's just like, we have yeah. to like kind of bring that back in a, in a warmer way. I think that communication should be brought back in a warmer way in all industries. How many times have you applied for a job or when you're working a job, have you tried to reach out to a new customer or a new contact mm -hmm. or a new client and you get ghosted? Yeah. That so where's 
it's it's the worst feeling, but also wow, like that is ridiculous. We are in a professional setting. You should take two seconds out of your day. And I can't imagine that you're so busy that you can't send two seconds out of your day to send an email back or to leave a message or to send a text and say, no, yeah, not interested. Nope, nope, don't need you. Because that is that is so much better than hearing nothing. I agree. And for that, that salesperson or that accountant or that consultant to just be sitting there twiddling their thumbs wondering, is this ever going to happen? Having some hope, having some disappointment, just message somebody back and if or an applicant. If you didn't get the job, let them know. Yeah. Don't leave them in suspense. Don't let, leave them wondering like, ah, should I do this? Because especially when you're applying for a job, that's such a big, important step in somebody's life, wherever, regardless of where you're at, that sometimes people will hold off other options or say no to other options because they're hoping to hear back from one company. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes agree. they'll apply and accept another option. And then another one, then like the one that they were hoping for, will get back to them way late. And you're like, well. At this point, yeah, what's, what's the use? Yeah. Why not? Why not just? Why not just communicate? I don't know. A little tangenty, but it, it just seems. Well, it just seems. And I don't know. It's like it's a tangent, but it makes sense because it's like it just seems like in every industry you would want. Like it's like the golden rule: like treat people the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. And I feel like the simplest things kind of get thrown out the window the older you get, and I just I don't understand it. But and I think that's something that needs to be in the NBA right now. Um, and I think Draymond kind of pointed that out. I mean, even if you're a CEO of an NBA team or you're a hiring manager for a company, stop ghosting people. Tell them what's up. Because again, yeah. a ghost and a no reply and, and, and the results and consequences of that are a lot worse than you just telling somebody no. Right. Because when you have a definitive failure or rejection, you can learn a lot more from that than this sort of limbo thing. You could I say, agree. oh, well, I tried this. Imagine imagine if you just had like, imagine if you just had empty statistics, right? So instead yeah. of getting a yes or a no, you got a yes, no, and then open. Mm. How do you improve what you're doing? How do you change what you're doing if you have nothing there? Oh, if you have nothing to record? 100% true, yeah. Food for thought. Hiring managers of the world. God, companies, just anybody. Don't ghost people. Yeah. Maybe your friend over text if they're, I don't know, sending you a meme and it's not funny, then you can not reply. <laughs> I don't know. Reply to people. All right. So we'll quickly talk about real quick before we leave. Yeah. The impressive run that the Utah Jazz are on. I mean, they're just, they're 24 and five. They're, they're kind of tearing it up right now. Yeah. We just have to mention it. They've been playing some really good teams and beating some really good teams. Like in the past 10 games, they'd be, the Hawks, they beat the Pacers, they beat the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, the 76ers, the Clippers, although the Clippers didn't have George and Kawhi. Kawhi, but you beat the team, and now they have a loss in, in the, they have a, a tally in the loss column right now. So I just think it has to be said that this team is playing really well, and I wanted to ask you, Max, is this a fluke? Is there is there a wall coming soon for this team? I don't know. <laughs> I want to ask. I think I think that's a question. Yeah, they're doing this all without Mike Conley, which is <laughs> impressive is true, yeah. to me, because he's stepped up in a big way over the past two years for the Jazz. Yeah, especially at the end. I know he started off kind of slow in his Jazz career. Um, he did. Yep. He, he he had some rough shooting nights, and he just wasn't playmaking as well. Um, but this season in particular has been kind of an awakening of what Mike Conley can do, especially coming out of Memphis, where he was he was the their man. guy. Yeah, he was yeah. that guy. Yeah. When Randolph and uh, Gasol were getting older and Randolph, you know, left and then Zebo Gasol got traded. He was the guy and he was there basically the only scorer. So like mm-hmm. you knew what he could do. He was a twenty point scorer there. And yeah, he, he might have been a tad overpaid, tad being the operative word, but he might have been overpaid, but he's still a great player, and I think that he's showing how he can fit in a team like the Jazz. Yeah. So, uh, do I, to answer your question, do I think it's a fluke yeah. watching them? Ah, uh, they have some stretches where they go through really poor shooting, but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. no. They're playing very impressively. Do I think that they're gonna win a championship? Uh, probably not. They're a phenomenal regular season team, just like the Denver Nuggets. I think oh. they will make a great playoff run. I don't know if they're gonna win, but watching them play basketball is really fun. The way yeah. they move the ball, the selflessness mm-hmm. of every player on the roster. I didn't expect people like Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson to be balling out, but here they are. You got math teacher Joe Ingles. You got <laughs> Rudy, Rudy really Gobert. Well. They're just they're playing really well. They're passing. Their defense is really good. And and then you have Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, who is so consistent. 
It's consistently amazing. He's so good. He's so good. I think I think John Clarkson is the unsung hero of the season, honestly. He's been off the bench, putting up 18. Like he's his scoring ability is so underrated in the league, and he's uh-huh. been doing it for a while. Where mm-hmm. if he's given the opportunity, he will shoot the lights out on a on a daily basis. And yeah. I really like his game. I really like his aggressiveness when he because he knows he's out there to score and not do anything else and they're not asking to be much else so he's doing his role the one player on the jazz that i'm very disappointed in yeah i feel like a stern father but i'm very disappointed in boyan bogdanovich and i feel like he Mm. was a player last year that was incredible he was like 18 20 points a game like he was like in that area he was shooting really well from three and he's someone that I thought they really needed if they were going to take the next level from an offensive end because you know they they can play defense like good defense, uh-huh. and he has not stepped up this year. Um, mm. He's been very very underwhelming. Underwhelming, yeah, it's the right right word for that. And I agree with that. Yeah, I thought yeah. he'd be better. Yeah, I thought he'd be better. He, he hasn't put up numbers again from a fantasy standpoint. I picked him up off the waiver wire. I thought he'd do better, but yeah, I think Royce O'Neal is literally a better fantasy option than he is. I think he, honestly, right now, I would play Royce O'Neal more than Bogdanovich. Yeah, if that's what's getting them the wins, right? That you want, you want to see what's hot, what's hot. And I think Royce O'Neal is a better rebounder, obviously, for yep. his size. You, all you need is him to make the occasional three. Like you're not asking him to go score twenty points, but with Bogdanovich, if he's on the court, you're asking him to go score twenty points, and go he's just score. not doing it right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. He's not doing well, it right I mean, they they. It's not for lack of scoring. Maybe yeah. he will step up in a big way as the season continues. Because and you I see, still hold that hope for that, yeah. I mean, yeah, you see players who start off slow or have a slump in the middle and then come through at the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he's going to do. I hope so. I hope so. They really need him, especially with the the, the really good teams when they're at full strength. Um, they would need him. They need him to make – if they if they want to make a push. Yeah, yes. They want to exactly. make a push. But they are – yeah, they're <laughs> – they are on fire. Yeah, they're on fire. So props if you're a Utah Jazz fan. I hope you're enjoying it because that must be fun. And uh, props to the Utah Jazz. Quinn O'Snyder, he's got it going on. <laughs> he's got a – he, he kind of he looks like um, – and this is off the top of my head, but does he kind of look like Scott Brooks a little bit to you? Like with just a little bit of longer hair? I hope I hope my I hope my doppelganger skills are intact because I'm not looking at a big eight. A no. much gaunter Scott Brooks. Okay. Nah, I don't. I mean, like. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you took his face, if you took their faces and interchanged them. Yeah. Like if you had Scott Brooks with Quinno Snyder's face, and then if you had Quinno Snyder with Scott Brooks's face, I don't think you would be able to tell the difference very much. But their okay. body type and build is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just talking about face. I was just talking about face shape, and I was like, okay. I was like, all right, okay, okay, okay. I think I, I think I'd be a good forensic detective. Yeah, forensic detective. If I can do that, let's see. Uh, he had hair <laughs> and he walked on two legs. <laughs> uh, we got him. We got him. <laughs> I'd be the guy that drew the sketch of Tom Brady in court. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. During the deflate game. <laughs> I'd be that guy. The deflate game was so dumb. All right. All right. I'm not going to get that. <laughs> You're like, so oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm people just people just mad off. that we were winning. People just mad that we were winning. Anyway, so I was beside I the point. Off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say the flight gate? <laughs> All right, oh, Trez. Yeah. Let's close it out. You have a fact of the week. It's time for Trez's fact of the week. <laughs> I do have a fact of the week. Um, so I thought this was interesting that in 2014, McDonald's CEO, Donald Thompson, he was asked uh, what McDonald's has been doing to, to provide healthier food options for kids. And they, he talked about, you know, that they cut, fry, cut the amount of fries from Happy Meals and then they offered fruit. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they were kind of um, getting into the trend of, healthy healthier stuff and he said that in their kind of in their kitchen they had been cooking up some more unconventional ways to um to get kids to eat healthier and i guess one of them they were they had planned on releasing 
an innovation. I don't know if they how close it was to actually getting released, but one of the innovations they had was bubblegum flavored broccoli. So uh, I would ask you, Max, would you eat if you're if you're ten year old, nine year old Max, would you eat bubblegum flavored broccoli? What? What even is that? <laughs> just just think about what the name is. I don't know what it is either, but does it look you saw it broccoli pink? and someone told you it tasted like bubblegum. I, I can't even Bubblegum is instinctively a flavor to me that is do not swallow because you're eating bubblegum. <laughs> so I don't know if I would like that. I mean, that's a good, it's a good, it's a cool flavor. It's a fun flavor. Broccoli isn't one of those vegetables, in my opinion, that is in the top tier of flavor. Like if you just that's have true. raw broccoli, it's yeah. not, it's not it. Interesting texture, but flavor, it's not all there. I agree with that. I agree with that. Especially if it's raw. Yeah. Yeah, but would you eat it? Would you eat the bubble gum? If you said, if someone said, "Hey, this tastes like bubble gum," would you eat it? But knowing that the shape is broccoli, the bubble gum, I would try it. I would try. I it would too. try it. I, I don't know if I'd want it in a happy meal every time I get one, but <laughs> <laughs> eat your bubble gum flavored broccoli. Yeah, but okay. If we think about it, what are you doing to a natural vegetable that is making it taste like bubble gum? Is it still healthy? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's one of those things. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of. They're like, we took out all the calcium and put in sugar. <laughs> we injected it with, with, uh, with the red dye and sugar. It's uh, it's both nutritious and delicious. Uh, there's an asterisk on the nutritious part, but it's broccoli, so you know it, you love it. Yeah, but you know what? Knowing what a lot of people believe about health food and stuff like that, I. Yeah, people would buy that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they should make that McDonald's. If you're still listening, there's still time. I can't believe this is a 2014 idea. Doesn't it seem? Oh, like this is 2014. Idea? Yeah, didn't like, or at least the 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 article about it came out in 2014. So I'm assuming it wasn't. It was in the range of 2014. Like, doesn't I it sound this like, was a like 96? Idea? Yeah, this yeah. seems like this seems like 90s earlier than that. Yeah, this seems like like one of those things where it's like McDonald's is like slowing down. We gotta try something, and then they like do the like you know it's like new Coke kind of thing. It just uh, feels like that. Is this the one without the cocaine? <laughs> I don't um, like that one. <laughs> Shout well, out to Jared if you're listening, <laughs> the original creator of that joke. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we can but another, wrap it up. We're at eight episodes. That's crazy. All right. Well, you have been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Trace. And we'll see you next time. Peace.